InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Every parent wants to raise successful children, but the path to that goal can be complicated and downright confusing sometimes. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here with the psychologist and educator who says real success is not measured by things like report cards and college admissions. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Madeline Levine, Ph.D., author of Teach Your Children Well, Parenting for Authentic Success. Dr. Levine, welcome to InfoTrack. Thank you. You believe that parents need to start thinking about success and their children's futures in a dramatically different way. Yeah, I absolutely do, and it's not just my opinion. I mean, there is a boatload of data that says that our current configuration of success with a tremendous emphasis on anything that can be measured, grades, trophies, college acceptances, ultimately salaries, that that's the way, and frankly, the major way, almost the only way that you can measure success in your children. And the result of that shift in thinking about what makes good parenting and what makes for a good student is that we're seeing the highest rates of anxiety, depression, self-mutilation, substance abuse, suicide that we have in many, many decades. And I want to be clear, it's not that I'm opposed to good grades or rigorous classwork or anything like that. I just think we are treating all children as if they're expected to be incredibly academically talented while ignoring the fact that many kids have skills in creative endeavors or hands-on endeavors. And so we have this very narrow tent of success, and I think we marginalize an awful lot of kids. You're right that it's our definition of success that's the problem here. How do you define real success? I'm fortunate enough and old enough (laughs) to have three what I call newly minted adult sons which means like from 20 to 30. And, you know, it's really clear to me as my boys go out into the world and form relationships and find work they like and ultimately, hopefully, have children or are parents themselves, that all the little things that I worried along the line about a grade, a school, what team they were on, were just incredibly incidental. And that what has carried them through and... You know, I've been a clinical psychologist for 30 years, so I've seen hundreds of kids in my office. What carries kids through is good coping skills, the ability to meet a challenge, sometimes fall down, sometimes not, get yourself back up again, and a whole bunch of character skills that make people like you and make you sought after as a worker. I was just on a panel with one of the head engineers of NASA, And, you know, I asked the expectable question of him, which was, are we really falling behind? You know, are our kids not learning anything? And I thought his answer was very important, and that was that our kids' technical skills are really as good as any group in the world. But the collaborative skills, the resilience, the sense of entitlement that kids had were the kinds of things that were really getting in their way, not their actual content skills. So there's a whole other set of skills, particularly in the 21st century, where we don't know what the jobs are on this same panel. He pointed out to me that five years ago, six out of eight of the most sought-after jobs at NASA didn't even exist. So, you know, we can cram kids full of content, but that content is changing at head-spinning speed. And so what we really need to do is 
look at what do you need when things are changing radically, and that's things like flexibility and creativity and collaborative skills, and I don't think we're doing a very good job on those things. Our guest on InfoTrack is Dr. Madeline Levine. She's the author of a book called Teach Your Children Well, Parenting for Authentic Success. Dr. Levine, you do write that parents equate their own success oftentimes with that of their children. That's something that's tough to change for most parents, isn't it? Well, yeah, that is clearly the toughest point in the book. Sometimes I laugh. Everybody says, well, you write about children. And really, I write about adults, um, if you read between the lines. And for many reasons, we're far away from family. There has been a real disintegration of the social structures that used to hold communities together. People don't go to church. People don't act as a community. And we've become so competitive that I think very few mothers are willing to risk exposing their problems because in a competitive environment, doing that is seen as a sign of weakness. So my older kid is 30. When he was a kid, it was very easy to call the neighbor and say, you know, Lauren's having trouble with this particular part of math. What do you think? And they would say, well, why don't I send my son over? Maybe they can figure it out together. But moms tell me over and over again now that if they made a call like that, The response they would get is, I don't know what's wrong with your kid. My kid is getting an A in that class. So that sense of being able to rely on other people, I think, has been damaged. And as a result, I think many of us put all our eggs in one basket, which is our kids. We can always depend on them. And that's problematic because kids have lots of jobs to accomplish before they grow up. And it sidetracks them to be worried about how their parents are doing or what their parents want for them or the big one is disappointing. For many, many kids, that is just absolutely toxic to feel that their parents are disappointed in them. So now they have all the work of keeping up their grades and doing their extracurriculars and putting together a, you know, a water treatment plant in the Sudan or something because it'll look good on their college resume. And they have to worry about whether or not they're getting into the school that their parents have decided is either the family tradition or they want that bumper sticker on the back car. And there's no consensus about what overparenting is. But I think there are three components. One is don't do for your kids what they can already do. One is don't do what they can almost do. And the third, because it is the most toxic, is don't confuse your needs with the needs of your children. Basically, you believe that each family needs to redefine their expectations for success, and I guess each family would have a unique definition of that, right? I think that's true. I think without going back and taking a serious look at what you really value, for example, if you say you really value sleep, which right now is the subject of intense research and scrutiny and has been showing tremendous impact on cognitive development and social, all kinds of stuff, If you say you really value that, then you've got to walk the walk. So you can't have your kid going to sleep at 12 or 1 and waking up at 6 or 7 when the American Academy of Pediatrics says 9 hours and 15 minutes. So just rethinking what it is you really value. And there are some people who will say, what I really value is an Ivy League education. I'm not in the position to tell people what they should or shouldn't really value. I can talk about my own beliefs and I can talk about what research tells us like that a good school is a match and it's not a prize and you really should be looking for the match for your child 
But my job is not to tell you what your definition of success is, but is to have parents take a look at what they value and see whether or not their parenting is really aligned with those things. Is there maybe one thing that you think parents can do to start to maybe make the most impact right away in this process? Can I do two? Sure. (laughs) Well, like I said, a good night's sleep is critical. And I think that understanding that the most important thing you have gone with your child is your relationship. Nothing matters more than that because I've seen what happens when that's ruptured. And so the constant pressure, the constant expectations, kids often say in my office, I'm only as good as my last performance, that they feel that what matters is their grade, not who they are. I think if parents could just step back 10, 15% and direct some of their anxious questions about academics just to who their kid is. How was your day? What do you like? What should we do this weekend? Just take a little bit of the heat off the academics and remind children that what parents really care about is the nature, the character, the coping skills, you know, whether or not they're raising good kids, not simply a student. Wise advice from Madeline Levine, Ph.D., author of Teach Your Children Well, Parenting for Authentic Success. Dr. Levine, do you have a website? I do. It's MadelineLevine.com. Well, thank you very much for joining us on InfoTrack. My pleasure. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.